Welcome to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. We're really glad you're here. Whoever you are, wherever you're at, join us on the journey. This week here in the city of Calgary, we are coming together as a local community around the events of the Calgary Stampede. And here at Hillhurst, we believe that by paying attention to what's happening in the wider community and in the current moment, we can glean wisdom about God's work in the world. And this summer is all about wisdom. You heard John introduce our new series last week, and he said King Solomon's words in the book of Proverbs are all about how we develop relationship with others and with creation. Or, as political satirist Mark Russell writes, much like a Kenny Rogers album, the book of Proverbs is mostly advice about life, about money, and about how to treat a woman. His words, not mine. (laughs) And if that's not down to earth enough for you, we thought we could offer through worship this morning or whenever you're watching us an opportunity for you in this online space to get a taste of this local celebration and to hear some wisdom about care and creation and community handed down by uh, one of one of our congregation members who tends to a literal flock. And before I introduce our guest, I just want to say that I had some new wisdom imparted on me earlier this week when in preparation for our conversation, I asked Alan, I hope that you can tell us how big your farm is. And he responded, you never ask someone how big their farm is or how many cows they have. It's like asking how much money is in the bank. And I had no idea. So wisdom, we need it. And the place that we can glean it over and over and over again is through experience, is through encounters, and is through relationship. And that is what we are each here today to participate in. And so without further ado, we are going to leave this sanctuary, head up north and out west a little ways to Alan's farm and have a conversation with Alan Kidd. Let's go. Alan, I am so happy to be out here chatting with you. We are spending uh, the summer months exploring the wisdom book of Proverbs through our scripture. And wisdom is something that we really glean from our experiences in the world, our encounters with others, and our relationships. And as we are celebrating Stampede Sunday here in the city of Calgary, I thought what better way to glean some wisdom than by talking to not only a congregant, but to a rancher. And that is, that's you. So I thought maybe we could start by you telling me a little bit about where we are, this beautiful spot, and what what on earth you do out here. What do I do? We're a few miles from Big Hill Springs Park in the foothills, sometimes too close to Calgary because it's getting pretty urban. Um, and I raise cattle with my wife and we sell calves every fall. There's the donkey. <laughs> Everybody wants to get in on the, uh, the dogs it's and perfect. the donkey. They knew we were filming. So. We raise 
we have cow calf, so we breed cows in the spring, in every spring, and they have a calf the next spring, and we sell calves in the fall. And then you winter the calves, feed them, then have calves again. So they're basically pregnant all the time. And you're caring for them all of the time. And you're caring for them 365 days a year. This is the easiest time because there's lots of green grass. So they're, they're kind of wild. In the winter, they're your best friends. Yeah. <laughs> when you're feeding them, they're all over you. When In the summer, when they think they might have to do something, they're gone. So how long have you been in this spot how, doing what you're doing? I've been here 25 years, but my family's been here for over 100. Wow. So in this, in this area. So you know the land well. Yeah. And I'm related to people all over, so. Yeah. (laughs) It's scary. Well, thanks for inviting us out. I know a couple of our congregants have been out here before, uh, but this is the first time I've been out here when we pulled up and said, oh my goodness, I didn't know it was a real farm. So Alan, there there you go. There's the, the statement for your sign, a real farm. Like, like I said, it's getting more urban all the time. Yeah. No real farms this close to Calgary. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful spot. Um, so I sent you a couple of weeks ago when we started talking about doing this series, one of the Proverbs that struck me as a nugget of wisdom for a time such as Stampede. And it was all about how knowing your flock or caring for your flock uh, in turn enables you to feel cared for. And I wonder what, when I sent that to you or when you heard the scripture, what some of your initial thoughts were, what came to mind? Well, when I was thinking about it, knowing your flock, especially as a rancher, is incredibly important because animals can't tell you when they're sick. Mm. So you just see if their ears are drooping a little or they're just hanging off to one side or not eating. So you have to be really aware of what they're doing. And through that, you learn to be aware of where people are at too, because you're aware of what they're doing and when they do something different or act different. So you have to, and every animal has different habits. Sometimes there's one that's always by itself. So it's not sick. And you need to learn their habits and know them well enough to know when they're not normal. They all have have the same basic needs. They need to be safe, they need to be fed, and they need to have protection from the weather. And we're lucky here it's dry, so it's mostly protection from the wind. Right. But they need that. But once you get into that, cattle have, you have to provide that in way different ways than you provide it to horses. And sheep need a whole different, higher level of care. So... They need more protection and more places to hide. Yeah. Whereas horses are pretty much, they're pretty much on their own and like it that way. These ones seem like they have their basic needs met very well. They yeah, seem very they're happy. They're very happy. We have um, something that we say often when we're uh, entering into our time of community prayer. Um, there's a quote that, um, that says that perhaps prayer is simply the act of paying attention. And I feel like what you've mentioned as far as how you notice the needs or the well-being of the animals that are in your care, I, I feel like that's a form of prayer. I, yeah, I could see that. It... Uh... If you're around your animals a lot, and I can only speak for me, you start to kind of get in touch with them. Mm. Like these horses are very comfortable with people just because I've been out here enough and they know me. And you get in touch with them, even cows, like I can walk through my cows, they won't move. Yeah. If you walk through the cows, they leave. Because <laughs> Rude. <laughs> they actually know people and strangers, 
not that there's anything wrong with you, but they don't like strangers. So even when somebody does chores for me, the cows react far differently than when it's just me. Interesting. Yeah. They're smarter than people think. How did you learn to care for all of these animals? Did you did you grow up with them or was it trial and error? I feel like we do that in relationships too. <laughs> it's, I started off hanging out at a dairy farm when I was five years old. So I've always liked cows and I always wanted to grow up and be a farmer or a rancher. And I worked a lot of years to be able to do that later in life because it's capital intensive. It takes a huge amount of money just to yeah. get set up. And then once you're set up, there's not a huge return, but yeah, you do it for the lifestyle and because you like it. Mm -hmm. You don't do it to get rich. One of the things that I thought was really interesting when you and I were talking uh, preliminarily, you, uh, you'd mentioned that there was so little understanding as to how much um, all of our agriculture and all of the livestock actually contribute to the well-being of the planet as a whole. And I wonder, you know, looking around at the world right now, whether it's the political climate, whether it's, um, whether it's our opinions on things, we seem so divided and so separated um, and at, you know, polar ends of the spectrum. And I wonder how doing this kind of work enables you to, to see things in a more holistic way or connected way, does it? I think it really does because... We see where our food comes from. Hardly anybody anymore has a, a generational touch to the farm, whereas two generations ago, virtually everybody in Canada was only a generation away, either through cousins or grandparents from the farm. And at that time, they kind of understood how much went into it and how much work it was. And now people are very removed, and it's, farming has become not so much a small business as a, as a large business. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of thought and planning and a lot of capital. Yeah. And again, the return isn't huge, but the cap, the capital intensity is. Yeah, I, we did um, a spiritual nurture series recently at the church um, called Becoming Rooted, and it was a hundred practices to actually enable yourself to feel more, uh, the word they used was indigenized to the land that you're on. Like, how do we learn about the land that we're on? And by doing this, we actually, um, we actually go deeper in our understanding of our relationship with other people of industries like the agricultural uh, agricultural industry. I know that there are um, seminaries, uh, schools that teach uh, theology to people um, that actually are, are taking on farming programs. So I think Princeton's Theological Seminary calls it the farminary, and it's an opportunity for theological students sure. to to get their hands into the earth and and find the ways that that actually connects to their to their spirituality. I think the work that you do is is such spiritual work, but I'm wondering if that's something that crosses your mind. Do you see the intersection? Oh, it really does. And I have many friends that are from Morley, just mm -hmm. west of here and are good friends of mine. And we all the people in Morley and farmers mostly see the earth as something to protect and something that gives us life. Like mm. six inches of dirt and rain is the reason we can live on earth. And farmers now work really hard to protect that resource. And they know it well, they go over it over and again and again. And we've, there's not many poor farmers left. We've weeded them out because mm. there just isn't the, there isn't the margin there to make it work. So you better be good at what you're doing or you're not gonna do it. 
And if you abuse the land, you're not going to last. Yeah. Because you need it to produce a crop every year or produce grass every year. So we're all, we were always praying for rain in this part of the world. Yeah. In an industry like this, when what you're witnessing over and over again is, is the cycle of life over and over again. Um, every year you have new relationships with new cattle or a, a, new, a new way of being on the land. I, what does success, quote unquote, actually look like in this work? I think for me, I strive to have a 100% calf crop and keep everything alive and sell it. And it's funny, I have very mixed feelings because you work really hard to get a live calf on the ground and to keep it alive all summer. And then you sell it in the fall. So you see it go. And everybody has, it's nice to have the money because you need it to continue on. But you also, you, you almost have a relationship with some of the animals that have been sick or you've spent a lot of time with. So success for me is keeping everything alive mm -hmm. and healthy. And on the farm, you're really close. Like you see births, like I see a lot of births every spring and sometimes have to help. And at times there's death. I mean, there's no life without death. It's just, we wish it was a little further down the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the one thing you left out of wisdom is it actually comes from making mistakes. Mm. And the only way you make mistakes is by trying things and doing things and being open to new things. And I think that's where wisdom really comes from is experience and experience comes from mistakes. It was Will Rogers that said that. We often talk in our church circles about being an Easter people. And this is really what, what exactly that means to be a people that understand that there is a preciousness to life because it ends, but also that it starts again. There's always something starting again. Yeah. And whether it's animals or crops, Every year is a new year, yeah. so you're always looking for next year to be better. And then you have a really good year, and you know next year is not going to be as good, and, but you try to make it better. So, Alan, you, uh, I know you don't call horses a flock. What do you call them? A herd. A herd. You have a herd, but whose herd or whose flock are you in? I'm in several different ones. The congregation, for one, that supports me but also in the farming community, because we all understand what everybody's trying to do and how we're, how we're working to do it. And then probably the closest flock is my own family, my wife and my brother and sisters. Mm. And we're, we stay fairly close. I think in yeah. today's world, we talk almost weekly. Yeah. Not my wife, I talk to her less often than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I talk to her every day. But my sisters and brother, we talk pretty much weekly at least. So how does being a part of a flock, whether it's your family, uh, your immediate family, your extended family, your community of those who, who are in a like-minded a like industry or, or the church, how does, that, um, how does that help shape the approach that you take to life, that you take to hard times? I, I would imagine that this is an industry that you um, see hard times in uh, maybe more often than others. How does that help? We're greatly affected by weather and farmers are always expecting hard times. When we have good times, we really enjoy it. But the biggest thing that it helps you is, it helps you get back up off the ground and just keep trying and keep having the faith that next year is gonna be better. If, 
if you didn't believe next year was going to be better, most people would never farm. Mm. So in that, and that group helps you believe in that. That's beautiful language of faith. Yeah. So if there was uh, someone in the congregation this morning who's sitting there thinking to themselves, I really want to experience uh, some piece of what Alan is talking about today. Uh, they want to try and experiment this week. They want to either be a part of a flock or try nurturing something. Uh, what, what would you give them as homework? What's a farmer's homework? Grow plants. Like you can grow plants from seeds. It's amazing that that's new life. Like you take a seed that's inert and you give it warmth and moisture and you have a plant. And some people keep them alive. You gesture <laughs> to me like, you know, I don't. I know you don't. <laughs> I do know that. But you don't keep, but grow a plant or like lots of people, they have pets for the same reason. Yeah. And their kids and their family and themselves, you go through that cycle and pets never, good pets never live long enough. So you go through that cycle of death and life and it brings you much closer to what the real world is. Yeah. We've been sterilized from death in our society. I mean, people go away to die. Mm -hmm. They don't die at home. And we're sterilized from birth too. Like yeah. even the husband, don't go beyond that sheet. You got to stay here. And I help with, I see hopefully at least 60 births every spring and help with some and just seeing that animal come out and be alive is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what I love is that you, I mean, what you're talking about is, is miraculous and looking around, you know, this is the miracle of, the miracle of birth is something that is raw and dirty and smelly. Not that you can smell that from where you are at home um, and unexpected. And yet it's, yeah. it's all around us. We have access to that, that spiritual miracle all around us. You do. And living here in this place and not in the concrete city is, it's amazing to see new life. And right now we're seeing new life because not only my own animals, but the swans are being born, the geese are walking mm -hmm. around and everything has babies. So yeah. you see them being born and you can't help but believe there's something there when you see that. There's an energy that's beyond us. Mm. Well, thank you, Alan, for helping to uh, shed some light or some wisdom on what it means to do this work, for offering your testimony. I think that um, by paying attention as closely as you do to the work that you do, um, you are also pointing us in the direction of, of something else, as you said. Um, and and thank you for, for leading the way and kind of pointing with your words so that we might also see differently. And thanks well, for having us out here. Well, thanks for coming out. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hillhurst United Church, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are thinking about someone who might enjoy it too, we invite you to send it their way and help the podcast grow. We're really glad you're here and we'd love to know what you thought about today's sermon. Leave us a review in iTunes or send us an email at communications at hillhurstunited.com. We'd love to hear from you.